what's going on, guys? What's going on? I hope you guys are having a wonderful day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I wanted to come in because I, I wanted to talk about a survey that I took amongst black men because I care what black men think. And it has to do with this image that you're looking at on the screen. Uh, Sierra and Russell Wilson uh, went to the Oscars. I think this is the Oscars or maybe the Grammys or something. I don't follow any of those white award shows. And they showed up uh, with Sierra looking beautiful, uh, but really, really leaving nothing up to the imagination. And so I asked black men what they think about this. Uh, how would you feel if your wife were to come dressed like this? And, and I want to ask you all this as well to follow up on this question, uh, because there is a conversation about family, wealth, feminism, everything else, uh, black men and women understanding each other that I think might be worth discussing. So get comfortable, buck up your seatbelt. We're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan, the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins, and uh, I, I I wanted to come in and talk to you guys about this. And this is a kind of an awkward conversation, I'll admit, but I really wanted to know what you think because I'm really curious uh, to get a sense of where the world is going and, and how we can sort of view things. Um, and uh, it has to do with this image that you're looking at on the screen. Uh, Sierra and Russell Wilson showed up. Uh, to the Oscars, Grammys, whatever the hell it was. I don't remember which one it was. And Sierra really came through looking naked. I mean, she really came through. Uh, ain't nothing out there to the imagination. Um, I don't know if I can see a nipple or not, but uh, it's pretty heavy. And I put it on my Instagram. My Instagram is the Real Boys Watkins. And uh, some of the comments that you guys threw in there were pretty interesting. I, I, just, I just asked a basic question. And I said, fellas, if, you, if this were your wife, and I'd love for you to answer in the chat. Feel free to answer in the chat. Uh, fellas, if this were your wife, uh, how would you feel? Would you feel okay? You know, would you say, "Go, you go, girl, you're being confident? Or would you say, come on, baby, like this is a little bit much? Um, you know, what, what do you all think? And I, and I think this is important because I think that it's interesting to talk about uh, some of the stuff that money makes us do, you know. Um, and ladies, I'd like to ask you, ladies, would you, if you were with your man, let's say you're married to a rich man like a Russell Wilson, you're successful, your mother, uh, you know, everything else. Would you consider wearing an outfit like this if your designer just said, you know, hey, you look great in this. This would really rock the the, the Oscars. You'll be the hottest thing there. You'll be talked about in all the tabloids. Uh, would you wear something like that? And uh, and and I ask that question because uh, now now mind you, my wife is gonna um, my wife wants to talk about this a little bit too. So we're gonna do a pillow talk. My wife and I have a podcast called Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins, but I wanted to come in and kind of have a conversation that was more to the, uh, the, the, the family financial side of this, because I, I, I really was curious to know what you all thought about this. And so I see Marnita says, uh, hell to the no. Uh, let's see here. Somebody says, I bought a used Gucci belt for 30% off. I didn't need an infinity. Is that a good deal? 
Okay, I don't know what that answer means. I'm sorry. I, I'm trying to follow you, Super Mac, but I'm a little bit lost on that one. Uh, love singing the theme song. Do not cut cut it short, please. Oh, the theme song. Okay, okay, Josetta. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I love you too, baby. So thank you for, for those kind words. Uh, Max Jerome says no. Uh, she's a singer who knows how to get noticed. Okay. Okay, so maybe this, okay, I, I of Hero says this shows desperation. Uh, give me a yes or no, yes or no. Now, now here's one thing that's interesting. I want to know if you agree with this theory. I saw somebody that, that said that sometimes when you're a singer and you get paid to be sexy and you see the young girls come along, you see Cardi B, Cardi B's pushing WAP, uh, you know, Megan the Stallion's pushing twerking, uh, and you start to feel left out. You start to get pushed out. I think that that's unfortunate because that's kind of what they do to women in the entertainment industry, uh, especially black women. You know, my my wife, um, she she's actually an expert on uh, on a few things. And the one thing that she was doing an analysis on with the stereotypes of the black woman, the stereotypes of black women that are per perpetuated in media. And uh, one of the stereotypes, I think there was the Mammy, the Jezebel, the, the Sapphire and all these other stereotypes. And and I remember uh, noticing that a lot of them centered around either being the Mammy or the hoe. You know, that if you uh, are a black woman and you're trying to perform, you got to be shaking booty. You got to be showing body. You got to be, you know, letting it drop, letting it all hang out. And that, and I think that that can almost make you feel empowered when you're 25. It really can. It can make you feel like, look at me, I'm doing my thing, my feminist woman power, whatever. And nobody's stopping you from having the right to do that. But the problem is when you get about 37, you're like Sierra, you know, your mom, uh, you know, you used to be in the middle of everything, you know, when you were dating this guy called Future, this rapper called Future. Now, you know, people are kind of writing you off and they're saying, oh, you're not you're not one of us anymore. You don't fit into the culture anymore. So maybe that is the temptation to come out dressed out, dressed like this to say, hey, I can compete with the young girls. I've been in the gym. Look at my body. And uh, and, I, and I just wonder, you know, I'm going to tell you the truth. I, I, I can't say I, how about it. How about this? I'm going to start off by being honest and say, um, you know, I love my wife's body. I really do. I've always loved her body ever since the first day I met her. Um, you know, she hypnotized me with 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 that, with that curvy shape that she has. I, I kid you not. But I probably wouldn't be comfortable if we went to an event and my wife wanted to dress like that. I, I don't think my wife. I, I I'd say, what do you? Why do you have to do that? You know, what's this for? What are we accomplishing here? And uh, and I know that some people may say, oh, it's just you know, Russell's just confident and he doesn't have a problem with this woman being out there like that. And I guess I get it especially if she's an entertainer, she's a singer, singers show a lot of their body. But I would probably say, gosh, you know, you're, you're very smart. And I, I would like, you know, to, uh, I would like people to know you brain first as opposed to booty first. And also I think that uh, ladies who um, are tempted to be empowered by this should consider the idea that part of what makes a man want to sacrifice his freedom or his mon monogamy to be with you is that you're giving him something that's exclusive. You're giving him something that's only for him. You're giving him something that's special. Tell me if I'm right or wrong here. Um, but 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 he's he 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 will he will pay a high price for something that is uh, rare and has high value. But if it's a commodity that everybody can have access to, that anybody with an internet connection can see my wife's nipples and see her booty and see you know all her special body parts. Um, why would I you know why would I why would I give pay for that? Why why would why would I you know sacrifice to have something like that? Again, I'm not judging. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. I think that people can do whatever they want. Um, I'm not even saying anything about Russell and Sierra. I think that Sierra made the right choice in, in marrying a good man who's going to take care of her kids. 
uh, her baby daddy future. He may be talented, but he's a terrible father from what I can see. He's a terrible influence on the black community. He is a reflection of the, the dysfunction in the black community. The reason future is so popular is because half of us are crazy. Half of us have been through, you know, we think that promoting drug addiction is a good thing. We think that uh, all of the trauma we've, we've experienced is a joke. Uh, you know, we've gone through a Holocaust and we let people uh, get us dancing to the beat of our own Holocaust. So so I think that moving away from future is a good move for her children because her, her children have a father that's actually going to be there for them. So I, I think that that move made sense. And I think it also makes sense that when women are in their 30s or late 20s, they they get dogged out by the street guys for a little while or the or the bad boys that they chase after when they're younger. Then they realize that that's not the kind of man you want to marry. And I know we make fun of that. We, you know, a lot of guys get mad about that. They're frustrated. And I totally get that. But at the same time, some women just don't know. They were never taught any different. They didn't have a father in the house. Seventy six percent of all black children did not have a father in the home. So if you never had a daddy to teach you some of these things, then it's easy to fall in that trap. It's easy to make that mistake. It's the same way if, if men grew up without mothers, if 76 percent of all men grew up without a mother, we would make horrible choices when it came to women. Give me a yes or no if you if you agree with me. If 76 percent of all black men grew up without a mother, do you think do you think that that would affect how we choose our girlfriends and wives later on in life? What do you all think? I think it would lead to horrible choices. You know, and the, and the worst, the meanest thing you can do in that situation when a man, you know, maybe maybe he makes a mistake and he picks a woman. He's he's looking for a woman to replace his mother or he's looking for, you know, or he's, he's chasing after the wrong things or whatever, because he was never taught about women, how to discern. You know, uh, it would it would kind of suck to have people make fun of you because you made bad choices. Like, I, I don't think it's right to make fun of a Sierra because she chose to sleep with a guy like a future. I don't think uh, we have to be mean about it. But I think at the same time, I, I, I really I really wish that young girls who didn't get that advice, who didn't have a good father, who didn't have the guidance that they needed. I wish they would listen to men when they explain to you how the world really works versus how it works in a, in a, in a, in a fairy tale textbook. You know, the fairy tale version of life is that you can dress how you want, do what you want, sleep with 18000 people if you want. And that men are going to view you the same as if you never did those things, as if you didn't show any sort, sort of restraint. Or that you can do every single thing a man does and that that's going to be seen as okay. Um, I was never raised to believe that I could do everything a woman does and have that be okay. You know, my wife cries sometimes. I She cries more than I do. I was raised to understand I can't cry as much as my wife does and still be seen as as a man. You know, it doesn't mean I can't cry. It just means I can't be the big crybaby. I can't be the one sitting in the mirror. I can't be the one at the hair in the nail shop. I can't be the one wearing high heels. That's my wife's job. You know, and so, you know, one of the weird things about feminism is that some of the things that women are taught that are empowering, um, they may make you feel better. But then you end up frustrated when you find that men are not able to accept some of that behavior. Right. So um, uh, basically I, what I see here is I see financial desperation. I see a woman who is 37. She's, you know, 40s down the down the road. Uh, she decides to do the whole wife and mother thing. She's feeling May a little bit out of the game. Uh, maybe it's a female version of a midlife crisis. Uh, you know, a midlife crisis is when somebody goes the route with the with the spouse and the kids in the minivan, and they want to know that they still got it. They want to still be out there competing. You know, and I, and I feel like with Sierra, I see a person who's still out there trying to compete with other women. And the thing is, I think that she, unfortunately, but with this outfit, which I what I hate about it, I, I don't I don't hate I, what I don't like about it is that she's not accepting her role in society. You know, your role in society is not to try to be 
the baddest chick in the room all the time or the or the sexiest chick in the room. You, you're the queen now. You know, you're married to a guy that has a, you know, two, three, four hundred million dollar contract. Right. So as the queen, there's a certain role you take. You, you move to those Angela Bassett type roles and you don't have to be, um, you know, you don't have to be the young, sexy girl anymore. You know, like maybe that maybe that was great back when you were dating future. But, you know, when you were 25. But that's not what a married mother of I, I don't I forget how many kids they have. Let me see how many kids they have. How many children do does anybody know how many kids they have? How many kids does Sierra and Russell Wilson have? They have uh, three kids: uh, uh, Future Zaire, Sienna Princess, and Wynn Harrison. Um, so, the, so, the, so your mother of three. You're married to a multimillionaire who's well connected. Um, I don't think you have to dress like this in order to try to fit. I think you're trying to fit into something that maybe isn't your culture. In a way, it's almost as if it's like it's like um, if you have a married man who's married to a, a woman who's like a medical doctor, but he wants to be a thug and a gangster, so he comes out dressed like a gangster while his wife is dressed as a medical doctor. You know, I think that, that there's just kind of a mismatch there. And um, and I and, and I, I was curious to see what you guys thought, and I saw the opinions, and a lot of you didn't really like it. A lot of men didn't like it. And my wife has an interesting theory. She thinks that Sierra's competing with this. If y'all remember, Beyonce uh, came out, and uh, she's also, I think Beyonce is, uh, is she 40 yet? How old is Beyonce? Let me see. Beyonce's 41, right? So Beyonce... Uh, you know, came out with her booty out. My wife's theory is that uh, when Beyonce did this, a lot of women would start doing this. And she also feels that Beyonce might be trying to compete with Kim Kardashian. Because if you remember, Kim Kardashian was the first one who took, who did that pose with her booty out. Now, Kim Kardashian is 42 years old. So, you know, it's kind of funny. You're getting this kind of like old whole energy, you know, no disrespect, but that's what, that's what I'm honestly, that's the first thought that comes to mind. This kind of old whole energy, like you're really trying to hold on to 25 when really, you know, God meant for you to have uh, a transition, um, you know, to, uh, to, uh, you know, being, being the, the distinguished elder, but instead you're still trying to be um, the, you know, the hot young girl. And I, and I, I just don't know if that's a winning battle. You know, it's, it's like, even with men, you know, men, uh, you know, when we're young, we want to fight to be the strongest and the baddest and the toughest. But then there's a point where that doesn't work anymore. You know, you're, you're, you're now 60. You can't be the toughest, strongest, baddest guy in the room anymore. Um, you have to find other ways to exert your strength. You know, you, you have to find other ways to earn your respect. It can't just be like, I'm going to beat up everybody and I'm going to go and, you know, bench press 400 pounds and all this other stuff, because that's a young man's game. Like that's a young guy's game. But there are other ways that a man can be powerful and, and have a presence and be impactful without trying to be what he was when he was, you know, 22 years old. And and I, I really kind of feel like this is not so much their fault per se. It's really the entertainment industry. I think the entertainment industry kind of does this where uh, if women are not, especially black women are not trying to sexualize themselves, they don't get an opportunity. Um, I, you know, there's a lady named, uh, what was it? Um, uh, was it, it was it not yo-yo, um, uh, E40 sister, sugar T, sugar T, E40 sister is a friend of mine. And, uh, and sugar T was telling me how she was very frustrated that, you know, as hip hop got older, they dumped the women because the women were not young and sexy anymore. And they started aiming for the women who are rapping about their vaginas and, and the women who were twerking on, on you know, at the drop of a hat. 
you know, and, and whereas old men, men can get old and we got gray beards, Snoop Dogg looking old and wrinkled and everything else and still has swag. He's still got a career. You know, Ice Cube, I talked to Ice Cube the other day. Ice Cube is still rocking and rolling and getting things done. You know, uh, so the older guys, Dr. Dre is still relevant, performing at the Super Bowl. But where are the female rappers from the early 90s? Where are the female rappers? What happened to them? Well, most of them are kind of like they have no career. And it's sad because they're, they're just they're more talented than the Cardi B's. Give me a yes if you agree with this. They're more talented than the Cardi B's. They're more more talented than the Megan Thee Stallions, or at least just as talented. They just don't get an opportunity. So anyway, here's that picture that Kim Kardashian did back in the day on Paper Magazine. This is one of the first pictures of somebody with their butt out. I'm kind of nervous because I'm thinking YouTube is going to like ban me or something for showing a booty on the internet. But so Kim Kardashian did this in Paper Magazine. Now, this is a while back. This is 2014. So was that nine years ago? So Kim at that time was in her early 30s. But now she's or now she's 42. Uh, Beyonce also did a pose with her booty out. You can't see her booty, but believe me, it's there. Uh, believe me, it's there. Uh, and then and then you have this. Right. And uh, and so it's almost like it becomes like this interesting race to the bottom. You know, it's like, OK, who can be, uh, you know, the the, 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 the biggest hoe uh, in the media industry so that we can, um, you know, really, you know, keep staying relevant, sell records, get attention or whatever it is. And uh, and I just don't know how that works out. I'm not here to judge it. I'm not here to stop it. I'm not here to tell anybody what to do. Um, but I can tell you this. I can say that my wife, I love my wife. Man, y'all know how much I love my wife. I think black women, we don't love on them enough. And I brag on my wife deliberately because I think that when a black woman is, does you right, does right by you, we should um, honor that woman. And I honor my wife and I don't care what any punk has to say about it. Y'all could just be be, be a punk. I'm, I'm going to keep on uh, sitting next to this lady and talking about how much uh, I honor and admire her. And let me just say this, you know, I don't really know how I would feel if my wife were to go and, you know, show her booty to every, her bare booty to every man that walked by. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I wouldn't stop her per se. I don't know what I'd say. I don't know. I don't even know. Thank God we don't even have to have that argument. And I, and I think it's every man's right to have that discernment. And I think that one of the, the failings of feminism, the, you know, the anti-family, anti-black wealth failings of feminism is that I think that there, there is kind of this false message that a person, what male or female, that, that they can do whatever they want and have no consequences that nobody is supposed to react to it. Nobody's supposed to, you can be as fat as you want. And anybody who says anything about your health is fat shaming you. Uh, you can, you can sleep around with as many people as you want. And anybody who warns you about things like STDs or just says, I don't really want to marry somebody who has been around that much. You know, you, you know, we, we, we want to attack that person, but at the end of the day, you know, there, there's just, there's the way the world works. And then there's the way the social engineers want want the world to work. They want the world to work as if people can do whatever they want with no consequences. But that ain't the way the world works. There are consequences for every choice uh, that you uh, pursue. There's consequences for every decision that you make. And uh, and there's choices that we make in our lives that have an impact. So, uh, again, I don't think Sierra's made the worst choices. I You know, I imagine between her and Russell, it's fine. They've, they've worked it out. But I can tell you this, uh, ladies, and any, any ladies who are looking at this and saying, oh, yeah, maybe that's what men like, right? Because maybe you go on Instagram and you see some lady who's showing her booty on Instagram and she's got 10 million followers or whatever. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, this is this is the way to get men's attention. Let me just tell you, I hope it's OK if I go Uncle Boyce for a minute. I'm not trying to tell you what to do, but but I like to go Uncle Boyce every now and then for people that maybe didn't get this advice. But but I can just tell you, you know, that's not really good attention. That's just um men behaving and reacting based on a primal instinct 
That's not men really wanting to be devoted to you. That's not men wanting to share their rich men wanting to share their true wealth with you. That's not men that want to make children with you. That's just men who are salivating after you. And I don't know what that energy ends up uh, turning into over time. Right. So that's 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 my two cents on it. Uh, my wife has some things to say about it. And I think I'd rather hear from I hear a woman's opinion uh, than just hear mine, because I don't want to be a judgmental man. I can only say that, you know, I don't think I would wear that outfit or I, I don't think I'd want my wife dressing like that if we were hanging out. And I would say that directly to her. Um, you can do whatever you want, babe. But some stuff, if you did it, I don't know if I'd be I, I don't know if I'd be your husband. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you'd be Mrs. Watkins right now uh, doing that. In fact, actually, before I met my wife, there was a beautiful lady who was very intelligent that I was, um, you know, I, I learned a long time ago that before you connect to people, you got to vet them out. And because I've been in the public eye for a while, I, I don't rush in. I never rushed into relationships. If I liked a woman, I would observe her behavior for several months before I even let her know I was interested. And there was one lady where I did, I observed her. She was gorgeous. I met her in person. She was so sweet and intelligent. And then I saw her on social media and she was just kind of doing some stuff that was embarrassing. And I said, God, I, I, I'm so glad I dodged that bullet. I'm so glad I didn't let her know I was interested before I took the time to get to know her. So, so take the time to get to know people. Don't, don't dive into stuff. You know, I think that that's how people's relationships go bad. That's how you end up in divorce court. That's how you end up unhappy and miserable. That's how you end up feeling played is, is when you dive, when you dive into stuff or you end up chasing around the wrong people, like, you know, all the men that are, that are angry at women and stuff like that. I understand. Well, well, part of the solution is take your time and pick the right women. There are some real good women out here. There are some black women out here that will love you into the ground, that will stand by you through thick and thin, who are built to love the black man, period. Uh, but then you got some women out here who ain't so high quality, you know, who don't fit that same category. Um, take your time and don't just trust a big button to smile. You know, so when I see guys that uh, complain about black women, they say black women do this and black women do that. I say, well, you know, the black women I've chosen, they're, they're not, they don't behave that way. And that's because I take my time and I vet people because you got to value what you have. You know, as a man, you got to if you have something valuable, women, too, if you have something valuable, you're trying to protect. You can't just let people have access to that just because they're, they're cute, you know, or, you know, like the same thing, ladies, I've seen ladies, you know, that they, they have a lot going on, a lot of good stuff happening in their lives. And they'll let some raggedy man in their life who's going to completely embarrass them, act a damn fool. And they like him just because the sex was good or because he gave, he, you know, because he got a little bit of swag or, or he says something charming and romantic. And next thing you know, you fell in love. And and now oh, you're you're embarrassed. All your friends at the company at the office party are gossiping about your, your raggedy husband or your raggedy boyfriend. Um, I've seen that up close. I saw a lady who was a corporate executive who was making seven figures and she married a guy who had just got out of jail because I guess she liked the sex. And uh, and this guy embarrassed the hell out of her. He was going to his, she got a Christmas card from a neighbor and the guy saw the man's face in the Christmas card with his family and went and banged on the, the guy's door and said, why the hell you send this to my wife? Like he was going to beat up the guy because his, his wife sent because he sent his wife a Christmas card, you know, and uh, not to say every dude in, in prison would act like that. I know a lot of guys that went to jail who are good, really good, decent people. But it was just kind of like it made me think, huh, what made you decide that this man fits into your life? And this is actually where I go financial with it. You guys know I'm an expert in finance. That's what I do. And one of the things about investing is that people think that investments only involve money. People think that most of your investments involve money. Uh, most investing does not involve money. Your biggest investments you make in your life involve things like people. It involves things like your time. It involves things like your love, your energy, your youth, 
who do you ladies when you're young and gorgeous who are you investing that time with you know and and the thing about investing that's really interesting uh a, a truth about investing that people don't talk about is that is that a lot of in, investing that um uh, a lot of investing isn't about how great something is or how bad something is or how much money it's going to make or not make a lot of investing is about how your new investment fits with your previous investments, right? It's about how your, um, you know, it's about how the new thing that you're bringing into your life fits into the things that are already there. You know, do you get what I'm saying? Tell me, give me a yes if you get what I'm saying. You know, a lot of people will bring somebody into their life. Let, let's use, you know, relationships and marriage as an example. Um, I've seen a lot of people bring people into their lives who fit horribly with their family. I've seen people bring somebody in their life because you thought she was cute. You thought she was a good catch. You thought she would be, you know, somebody you want to kick it with. And then you bring her around your mama and your mama looks at her and is like, who is this lady? And why did you bring her into my house? Or you bring her around your cousins and she wants to uh, do a blood war with your cousin that you you grew up with since you were a little kid or, or, your, or you introduce her to your brother. And she hates your brother and tells you it's either him or me, either him or me. You got to pick him or me. Right. And then you're stuck in this stupid situation. So what you did is you violated an important rule of investing. The important rule of investing is that any new asset that you add to your portfolio must correlate properly with your pre-existing assets that are already in the portfolio. Another way of saying that is that anything new that you bring into your life has to fit with that which is already in your life. If the new thing in your life does not fit with the thing that's already in your life, then you're going to end up harming the value, the quality of your life. The value of your portfolio will go down if you bring in an asset that does not correlate properly with the, the things that you're already invested in. So, so if you bring it, ladies, you date a man and he does not get along with your kids, then you might be getting some good sex but your children are going to be miserable. You've ruined your damn kids because you brought somebody around them who should not be around your children. So, so in order for you to really properly decide who to connect to in life, in my opinion, again, you know, I'm going a little uncle boys here and I hope it's okay if I do that in order for you to decide who's going to fit into your life. I encourage you take inventory of the things that matter, the people that matter, your goals and dreams that matter, and then make sure that that person fits with those things. So if I'm an entrepreneur and I'm trying to build a billion dollar company, I need to make sure I pick a woman who isn't just the lady who's got the biggest booty in the club, but somebody who actually can add value uh, and be a, a, a tailwind in terms of what I'm doing. Not a headwind, not a, not, not a barrier, but somebody that accelerates my ability to do the things that already matter to me. You know, and a lot of people don't do that. They don't pick they, the biggest investment you make in your life is who you choose to date, who you choose to marry. And people do that very poorly. And that's why they don't build wealth. Wealth and family are deeply connected. You know, I know we started off talking about Sierra and, and, and that dress and, and what y'all think about it. And, and I want, you know, I'll give her credit. She picked a guy that's got plenty of money and he's very good with family. So she did. She got a major upgrade by getting with Russell Wilson. Um, I assume he feels the same way. And, you know, they've been married for a long time. But I really think in your own life, I, I encourage you. To, uh, when you're thinking about things like wealth, I encourage you to really think deeply about things like family. And one important wealth hack that a lot of people don't know about is that if you choose the right family structure, you increase your wealth automatically. Like if I if I marry somebody 
who looks good and I can start a business with that person, my income is going to be higher than it would be if I marry somebody just because they look good and they just sitting there looking good or somebody who looks good but doesn't support me emotionally or somebody who looks good and but gets in the way they spend money while I'm trying to save and invest money or somebody who looks good, but they're very anti-wealth. They don't want to support any of the things that I want to do to improve the economic condition of the family. Well, on that point, you lost. You made a mistake. You signed up for the sucker package, you know, but I get it though. I get it because attraction is like, you know, it's like candy. It's like it's like something that uh, that it hits your dopamine levels and you start feeling high. You start becoming a uh, almost like a drug addict. You know, you're, you're not in your right mind. So when that beautiful woman walks by, you're not thinking as rationally as you as you should. Or when that sexy man comes by, you're not logical. Right. So ultimately, I encourage you to get that under control because it's hard to really build wealth if you don't have some form of discipline. Uh, if you don't have some form of discipline and you only react to everything emotionally and based on what feels good, it's going to be really difficult for you to be successful long term because it's very hard to be successful without sacrificing. OK, so anyway, I'm going to get on out of here, guys. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Um, I have a new book. It is the number one bestseller on Amazon in the public finance category. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. And it is literally 10 simple rules that you can apply to your family or to your group, your economic group, your investment club that will build wealth for the next 200 years. Uh, so thank you all for supporting the book. If you'd like to learn more about the book, you can either go to Amazon and get a copy there. That's totally fine. Or you can go to my website, boycewalkins.com, and uh, feel free to take a look at that. We also have financial flashcards for children and things like that. We're very much uh, pro-wealth and pro-family. Also, if you'd like to get notifications when I go live, just text the word voice to 31996, text voice to 31996. All right, so I'm out of here, guys. Uh, have a wonderful day. God bless you. Thank you for listening, and I'll check back in with you a little bit later. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to coach time for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn into intelligence. Believe none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down, Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.